right, good morning. Good morning. Uh, we are a slow start today. It's a few days before Christmas. We had friends over yesterday <laughs> and you were a bit tired. But we're on episode... 40, isn't it? 40, yeah. yeah. It feels like a big day. Yeah. Yeah, and we, you said yesterday we were going to be on 50 on New Year's... New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Yeah. Which is going to be quite weird. <laughs> So what are we talking about today? Um, well, as there's a virus out there, <laughs> and it's contagious, and it's marketing Monday, put them all together, <laughs> then you get viral marketing. <laughs> oh, well, okay. So, which, and so viral marketing is the thing that most people uh, who are involved in some kind of marketing activities kind of hope that they yeah. get. Right? It's like word of mouth on steroids yeah it's just like it's the same principle of work as word of mouth but because we have the likes of social media and and things nowadays it you know you can go viral not easily because there's there's so much noise out there but um with the same principles as word of mouth you have the potential to reach so many more people yeah and like on a dramatic scale so um there's so people have obviously heard of viral videos and things like that and a lot of the time it can be uh, a lot of the time that we witness it is normally some kind of random mm. like someone's fallen over or something like that mm. but every now and then it's a business activity right mm. where everyone's gone this is a great idea and it's just been shared everywhere and I can't remember, do you remember the stats for all of that stuff? For what, what, how many shares, how many videos, how many, and all that kind of stuff, when virality does kick in for um, marketing? Not really, because it it can be on so many different levels. So, right. um, you know, you can have a certain degree of virality in your local area. Um, right. On, you know, like a, a local, um, if you're a, especially if you're a physical business. Yeah. Um, and then you can have it on a country level, and then mm-hmm. obviously you can have it worldwide. So... Mm-hmm. It depend or, or even industry based, right? So it depends what you're kind of um, looking at under what kind of lens you're you're looking at. The, and the uh, yeah, and the platform, right? Yeah. Because we've just we've just stepped into the world of TikTok. Well, you have. <laughs> yeah. So I I don't use. It's not a platform that I would ever think that we would use. Um, but we saw. We've been closely monitoring across all our businesses, so across Say It, across Smiley Booth and the podcast, just things like engagement rates and uh, so people that are seeing the content, so you're talking about um, impression rates, engagement, people likes and comments and all this kind of stuff. We've been watching these platforms and particularly things like Facebook and Instagram have changed dramatically over the last few years, right? They've gone more towards the idea of pay, like you as a content creator, you have to pay to get eyes on your stuff. Whereas, well, yeah, it's, it's also so saturation point um, right. because it, it's just when there's a new platform, it is a lot easier to be seen. I mean, it's like podcasts. Yeah. Um. You you know uh, there is something like five hundred million blogs, like um, <laughs> four hundred million YouTube channels or something i can't remember there's some ludicrous amount of hours of youtube uploaded every minute yeah 400 400 400 hours 400 hours a minute gets uploaded into youtube yeah crazy whereas podcasts is eight hundred thousand. and although that sounds like a lot that that still sounds like a lot yeah it's a baby compared to the others yeah it is and and tiktok's quite an interesting when we we were 
we were looking at the different strategies and we stumbled across um, uh, some comments around TikTok in that it's it, the amount of eyes that you get on your content versus all the other platforms yeah. is ludicrous. And so we went down the rabbit hole of just, well, what does that actually mean? How does that actually compare? And when things, people expect their content, their video footage to go viral. It's mm. not just that it's a, um, like a, a rant, like if you, something goes viral on Facebook, for example, that's rare. Mm. Like, that's quite a unicorn. To, and that's yeah. one of the reasons why we want to cover some of this today, yeah. because there is this, there's certain ways that you can make that happen uh, or at least give yourself a better chance to make it happen. Mm -hmm. It's probably a better way to put it. Um, but when you look at the TikTok people, they talk about how something can get a quarter of a million views or a million views or three million views and all this kind of stuff. And, and you might be thinking, well, okay, but it's surely it's just dancing and singing. That's actually not the case. Mm -hmm. It's not, there are, there are, content creators going onto those platforms that are, that are basically pushing their business or their whatever it is. And it's just about getting eyes on there because it integrates with things like inter mm -hmm. uh, Instagram really easily and Facebook yeah. yeah, really easily and, you can, and YouTube really easily. You can get eyes on one platform and then those will go on to other platforms as well and feed into your... Well, I saw a case study the other day. I haven't actually seen the video itself, but it was um, a mashed potato brand, right. like instant, you know, when you oh, just yeah, pour yeah. the water was into it... the powder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, it was an American brand, and that had had got a viral video on TikTok, and, and right. I can't remember the numbers in that, but you, you just, you wouldn't think like, oh, I've got an instant mashed potato company I'll put yeah, it on yeah. TikTok you just you wouldn't marry the two but yeah. they'd worked with an influencer who had done some kind of funny Christmas shapes or something with their mashed potato and they were dancing in that while they were doing it and the, and the video went crazy yeah and sometimes you can't predict well you can't predict what piece of content is is going to just run no and it's about being ready for it as well it's yeah. like the um do you remember the uh, the the lady with the Wookiee mask? It always makes me smile with the uh, Wookiee yeah. mask. It, um, it's got to be a few it years ago Wookie. now. Was it Wookiee? Yeah, it was yeah, Chewbacca, yeah. wasn't it? Was it? Chewbacca. And she was sat in her car. Yeah, and she she yeah. you know um, put it on and, and couldn't stop laughing. And that I mean went viral very quickly. But the uh, and then she got on talk shows and all yeah. sorts of things off the back of that one. But the the company were very smart to act on that very quickly. Yeah. And they you know they invited us to headquarters and filmed it and they. I think they gave her loads of stuff and all sorts of things. Yeah. So I think if the, one of the key things is if something does go crazy, yeah. be ready for it. Because somebody that we know in business, she had a blog go viral. Yeah. And um, and she's... Oh, yeah, I forgot about this. Yeah, yeah. and that came from nowhere. And, and she had it on... She's got like on her blog as featured in and all these places that it went. But that's really all she did with it. Yeah. She, and she just wasn't ready to take control of that media yeah. and do something with it. And you've only got such a short window of time to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Literally momentum. Literally like a couple of days yeah. to do something with that traffic that you're getting. So yeah. you've got to have like an offer ready or somewhere that they can go. Um, you, ha you definitely have to have awareness in your niche. Yeah. So for for things that are starting to run in terms of virality and you have to tap into so you can follow trends and hashtags for example across most different platforms to see okay well so for example we have a one of our businesses is smiley booth photo booth hire company so one of the things that we do is we're we, we're regularly 
checking in on, okay, is anything going a little bit nuts where photos and photo booths are concerned that we can engage with, that we can just kind of almost ride the wave of that. Yeah, and, and that, social listening. I mean, we could do a whole podcast, to be honest, on social listening because it's, yeah. it's well, a good... podcast episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, um, it's a good tactic, that, because we, uh, we got like £10,000 worth of work from one tweet that we, we yeah, picked yeah, we up did. From, yeah. from social listening. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah, we should definitely cover that in another yeah. episode. Yeah. But that's but it, that maps really nicely into virality. So you don't necessarily have to be the content creator itself. You just have to be aware of when that starts to run. And then like the mask thing with mm-hmm. the Chewbacca thing, they didn't create that piece of content. This yeah. woman created the content. It started to run. And then someone within that business went, Jesus Christ, that's our toy. Yes. That's the thing that we yes. created. And then they jumped on it as well. So And that's that's actually usually the case that viral videos, well particularly videos, are not the brand at all. They're a person. Right. Yeah. Um, they're a content not even a content creator. A lot of the time mm. they're just Joe Blogs has done yeah. just like that lady was. Yeah. Um, has just done something with that product and people yeah. have, have really liked it. So um that's the value of what we've talked about before. User generated content is yeah. is huge nowadays because People, people want to see people anyway, but I think now, especially as we're all locked up and nobody's seeing anybody very yeah. much, we crave that even more. We want yeah. to see real people using a, a, a product of some kind rather yeah. than the brand going, hey, buy my product, it's great. Yeah, and well, that, that feeds really nicely into the, that going back into the TikTok piece and user-generated content. I mean, if you had a process in which you could regularly capture user-generated content from your buyers like let's say if you're a just a random one right you're you're someone who sells toys for swim like for use in swimming pools private swimming pools i know it's random but it is random (laughs) yeah i don't know why i thought that but if you were that and then every time that someone bought it they just posted a little video that said look at us in the pool this is awesome and everything else And you had a method in which you would collect that. By the way, that's what Say It does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's our, that's our other business, Say It, which is a video capture service. We have a whole testimonial user-generated service um, that can do this all for you. But not that I'm trying to pitch that at the moment. What I'm trying to do is yeah, say that. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I might be, be honest. <laughs> but the point is, if you had a catalogue of those testimonials, what you could do is you could literally snippet those things up and that regularly post them into something like TikTok. Yes. And then and then you're effectively feeding that user-generated content into a platform that gets lots of eyes that's talking about your particular product. Well, the other Rather thing than is... Rather sitting that... there holding, like, fingers crossed, hoping that someone might mention you at some point. Well, the other thing is those people like the fact that they're featured so then yeah. they share it with their friends and yeah. that's where you start to get the word of mouth because they're like oh look i've won this video see, yes or see my kid on this video or whatever it is yeah um and if you are collecting that user generated content on a regular basis um you you stand the chance of coming across a gem where something really funny happened or yeah. something like that which is if you look at the um statistics for um any kind of viral video, whether it's user-generated content or not, um, the the three key um, emotions that you you that cause the virality. Right. Number one is humour. Right. Uh, so again, the the Chewbacca lady. Yeah. You just laughed along with her. You know, well, you she... can. I think the reason why that came to my attention is because you were laughing at it and you wanted to show me. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, I can. 
think of another one. I genuinely don't know if it went viral, viral, but because I have musician friends from my music music days, there's one where the, there's an orchestra playing and the the um, head of the a cymbal um, uh, drumstick comes off and, and hits the next person in the face. And I think I showed you that one because I was yeah. laughing. So you, that humour is very, very shareable because you're yeah. laughing at someone, you want the next person to see it. Um, but that's hard, right? If you're a business owner, yeah. like with the, and a lot of oh, people... it's hard to create, absolutely. Yeah, a lot of people that might be listening to this or watching this right now uh, tend to be aspiring business yeah. owners or the small business owners. Yeah. And... That's that you can sit there going, oh, Jesus Christ, do I have to be like a comedian or well, no, absolutely, an editor? But, but that's why having just a just a service, a simple service like Say It, where you're collecting regular yeah. uh, content. You know, as I say, you, you could get lucky, and and I mean that's where like you've been framed comes from, and yeah. um the the, the YouTube one, don't, uh, try not to laugh that yeah. our, our kids love, etc. Because people just they like humour. Yeah, but so. choosing the platform the appropriate platform that gets the eyes on your content is yeah. key, right? Yeah. So, so just to share with you some of the, like the challenges, because with, with things like Facebook and Instagram, for example, to get your, to get your message seen, like we, we've made sure that on everything that we're involved in, we, we are across the main platforms. So Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok now, um, and also we've got websites LinkedIn, and Pinterest. LinkedIn, Pinterest, and all this kind of stuff. And there's lots of gurus out there that will, that, or, or coaches rather, that will say that they've had a particular success in one of those channels and they'll be trying to sell you a course to get amazing on this and this would solve all your problems. But mm -hmm. that's often not the way. When you start to do, do a course in one of those particular things, and Christ, we've done a few of them over the years. Mm -hmm. um, say, for example, Pinterest. There's a lot of people that say, oh, Pinterest is the way to get traffic to your website and to sell loads of products, mm -hmm. right? And, and they'll give you all these numbers about traffic and everything else. But when you start doing the courses and you start start really delving into it, what you find is actually Pinterest is part of a holistic approach yeah. to getting that, that traffic. It's like they are still integrating into all these other channels as well yeah. to get eyes on that content. So... It, it depends on your on your product and your service. That yes, there should always be a holistic approach, but you should definitely focus your attention more on what suits your business. So, for, for example, Pinterest. The reason people say about Pinterest is because it's more of a search engine combined with a social platform right. over and above the others. Um, but if I was in, I don't know, financial services, for example. Yeah, you wouldn't go to Pinterest. Unlikely, I'm going to use Pinterest because there's really not much I can I can pin that's going to be of interest. There's... Well, and the same with TikTok, right? Yeah. It's like you you wouldn't, or Instagram for that. That's mm -hmm. that's the weird thing about that, that niche. It's like, well, how do you make that, say financial services is a really yeah. good one because it's such a, historically, it's got an image of quite yeah. a dry topic. It's yeah. a... So how would you do that? And I would guess the way you would do it, it wouldn't necessarily fit with Pinterest, could fit with t uh, TikTok mm -hmm. if it was testimonial create, created mm -hmm. content, like mm -hmm. user-generated content mm -hmm. where people are just sharing that onto there. Mm. Well, also just because I, I, I do know of um, uh, a, a woman that's in the financial field who does brilliantly and she, she does it through YouTube, um, newsletter and LinkedIn. Right. Okay. And, but that makes sense to me because that's yeah. If I was wanting some information on financial stuff, that's probably where I'd go. One of those three places. Well, and that, yeah, it makes sense as well because it's yeah because they have they have a 
So LinkedIn has a professional view, yeah. right? It's more like business services, business type people. But it is also a place like TikTok, even though it's a lot older, yeah. to be seen at the moment because it doesn't have the well, huge numbers of explain the Explain what you were explaining the other day. So about the, the difference between Levels. the number of users yeah, and the actual people that are actually creating content on there. Yeah. So, so for those uh, that have not remember, heard this before, I can't remember the exact numbers. It's like 93%. Yeah, it was a little while ago, but... Um, it, it, yeah, the, the amount of what they call lurkers on LinkedIn is huge. So people that are there, but, yeah, but they're uh, consuming and they, they watch content, it, but they don't, they don't engage with anything. So even just by engaging, and that doesn't mean even put creating content, but just by commenting, liking and yeah. stuff on other people's content, you're kind of in the, in the top 7% yeah. immediately. Um, and then if you're putting out content, you, you're uh, in the top 3%, I think it is. Yeah. Um, and so you can, you can get known as a, as a LinkedIn, you know, person quite quickly compared to the other platforms. And also, um, uh, it builds into one of my, my first points here about um, word of mouth is, is about making people feel special. And LinkedIn did something a little while ago um, where they um, were sending emails around um, members saying, oh, you're, and I think they still do it on the, I don't think they do it by email now, but they do it on the platform. It says, you're a a top um, contributor or right. something like that and it, it, you're in the top 10% of contributions this week or something right. like that that they send out and it makes you feel special Yeah. so immediately you're kind of going oh I've done a good job and you yeah. might share that with somebody else look at me I'm in the top 10% yeah, yeah. Um, and then you're you're kind of sharing yourself but you're obviously automatically sharing the, the platform at the same time mm -hmm. um, so that's one of the kind of first points in, in word of mouth um, marketing leading to viral marketing is, is making your customer feel special in some way. Okay. Um, feeling that they're part of like an inside club or like an inside joke or something where they're above, not above everybody else, that's the wrong terminology, but do you see what I mean? That they're they're unique, they're special, and then they want to share that with other people. So, okay, so I'm slightly confused now. So that's, so how do you get, if you're a cake maker, how would that translate? How would what you just described, like, or something along those lines? If I'm a small business owner that's building a widget or a service, and I'm listening to this episode, and I'm like, okay, yeah, viral, having a viral marketing like thing happen to me would be amazing. How do I? So how would that so, translate? So, as a cake maker, so maybe you could create like um, like an inner circle for for your um, audience on on cake making, where they get access to specific. Um, types of cakes or how to make certain cakes Go. or recipes or um or they get like a, a tasting session right um like once i don't know once a fortnight they sent a little sample in the post or something where you can create this unique special feeling for people right so okay so so i understand what you're saying is by engaging so virality does because it's very easy for the concept of virality just be the um the idea of someone sharing a Facebook post. But what you're describing in terms of virality is getting groups of people, basically just all they're doing is talking about your yes. business and loving what you do. Yeah. So, it, And if you're a local business, like a cake plate, a person, yeah. that's, that's so important. Yeah. Um, because that... And, and at the end of the day, it's free. You know, it's, it's not... Um, it's not easy. And yes, you may need to spend in terms of like creating those experiences for people right. but you're not chucking a load of money into ads um you know facebook ads or adwords or something you're not spending loads of money on a on a pr company or something yeah. essentially that word of mouth is almost free 
uh, advertising yeah. and it's and it's one of the, well the most valuable because if you're recommended by somebody else that's way better than you you know blowing your own horn when it can be as simple as like going back to the cake maker thing like you've just described like having an inner group kind of thing it can be as simple as having a specific facebook group that you've created that's to do with your business that you invite like advocates of your business to be part of and just say look obviously i'm really pleased you love what we do and everything else i've created this so that you can like here's my inside secrets here's my inside recipes and all this kind of stuff I'm not going to charge you for it, but I am going to give you some value, some extra well, value for me. And another thing maybe for, for cake makers would be showing the process. Yeah. Because I remember um, that there's a, a cake designer, Hayley Elizabeth, who's actually going to come on our podcast in a few weeks' time, that when we were back in the UK, we used her for all our like yeah. kids' birthday cakes and... Um, and uh, naming ceremony. Well, she's we won had. awards and all sorts. Uh, oh, isn't yeah, she? she's she's phenomenal. But I remember um, at Zach's naming ceremony that we had, yeah. um, and the cake that she'd made for him. Every time a guest arrived, I was like, "Hi, how are you? You've got to come see this cake <laughs> because it was she was amazing." And and the the most common thing I heard everybody saying was, "How does she do that?" Yeah, yeah. So if she had like little videos, oh, this is how I'm doing this today. Yeah, yeah. You know that. I think that would create a lot of activity because people are fascinated by the process. Well, yeah, cultivating a fan base. Yeah. But I think the mistake sometimes we all make is uh, we try and we do one little piece of activity and we try and make it all things to everything. Yeah. So, for example, that idea that you just had about cultivating a fan, ga- fan base or like rewarding your top ones with specific content and anything else, it would be very easy for anybody listening or watching this to go, well, I'll just stick that up on my main Facebook page. Yeah. I'll stick and you have to have layers of content. You yeah. have to have layers of noise. And if you just put everything out there all the time, then effectively what you're doing is you're you're not defining value. You're just saying, okay, if, if for example, if you have a platform that's just solely used for marketing messages, like, mm-hmm. oh, we got a sale on, oh, we got something like this. And then you chuck in a, a message that's like, supposed to be for your core fan base mm-hmm. that's all about that this is me making this or this is why I want to share this with you. And then it is that fan base, especially the way some platforms work, like Facebook and Instagram, where the fundamentally you'll only ever only two percent of your followers will ever see that content unless you pay for it. Um, they'll miss the value ads in the marketing messages, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So yeah, definitely by separating yeah. your messaging. And I think the other thing as well is people think that content creation is hard and they so they don't do it mm. uh, or they do it really inconsistently mm. and you have to you have to allocate a time in your day every day to create I, a piece of content it, it, I, I think it is hard to a point but well no it, it is hard there's there's no kind of getting away from that but it it gets easier the more you do it yeah um, and and it is so valuable and also it's evergreen yeah. So if, if you if you go back to the, the swimming pool example that you said and you've got people sending you content all the time, yeah. um, you're never, never losing that content. You can use no. it at any point. Yeah. Um, I mean, in Smiley Booth, we still use photos um, of, you know, really good ones that we've had of customers like five, six years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so yeah, just because we love the images. Yeah, yeah. so you, you can use... You can use and reuse, um, but also like if you've got a YouTube channel or something and you've got videos up on there, any one of those videos could go viral at any point. And it could have been something you create, as long as it's like obviously not time sensitive to that specific yeah. time. But it's a bit like um, 
uh, especially if like if if it's seasonal, it's a bit like Christmas the Christmas songs. Yeah. You know, the same old. Even though more Christmas songs are released, yeah. the same Christmas songs get played every single year. Yeah. For years. Well, and you do just yeah, you have to. It never goes away. Yeah, you have to just keep producing content over yeah. and over again. And if you're so, if you're not, if you're listening to this or watching this and thinking, ah, oh, yeah, but guys, I do. X, whatever, financial services or whatever it is. So content creation and that kind of stuff is just not me. You're crazy not to be just like having some kind of content creation as part of your business strategy because how else do do people hear about you? How else do people find out about you? And most of these platforms, again, I'm being a bit negative on a platform like Facebook, but I would say Facebook is one of the only platforms that I've personally experienced where you can put a piece of content on there and it just disappears. Mm-hmm. It's it's like once it drops down your timeline or anybody else's time, it's gone for good. The great thing about the other platforms like YouTube, Instagram and TikTok is they, there's no defined like, oh, we're going to show this content at this point. You mm-hmm. could literally put a piece of content on there today and nothing happened with it. And then weeks later, yeah. it blows up. Because because they just think, oh, hang on a second, this might be useful for this group. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly that gets shown to that particular group and then they all go nuts for it. Or just yeah. one person, reson- it resonates with them and then they show it to their friend. Yeah. And, show it to- and, you know, it's, it's like the, the dreaded R rate with coronavirus. It only needs to be above one and you're, yeah, yeah, you're immediately going to get this, this spreading effect. Yeah, and that, going back to what you were saying just now about you need to be prepared for it, that's not necessarily just the, okay, well, how do you how do you respond to a viral uh, video? You need to be prepared for any increase in traffic. Like that traffic should go somewhere. Yeah. And uh, and that's what I always scratch my head on a little bit when I watch, I don't watch. To be honest, a lot of these platforms, I, I set them up, I set up what we need to do on them and then I walk away from them just because I'm a human being as well and it's very yeah. easy to get sucked into the black hole of, well, I'll just watch this video and I'll just watch that and then before you know it, you've wasted half an hour. Yeah. So you have to be quite disciplined when you enter into those. So, right, I'm just going to do this thing and then I'm going to leave. Yeah. Um, but when I first started looking at TikTok, for example, there was there was a, uh, a couple of videos that I saw where some of the people had had viral, they were talking about uh, they'd had a viral blow up on their video. Mm-hmm. And it was often like a somebody in their early twenties, late teens, or whatever it is. That you're doing that. Are what? you doing that weird yawn face again? No, I wasn't. Oh, okay. I was just checking. You're just paranoid. <laughs> Sorry if you didn't notice. I called Kate out on a yawn the other day. Um, he was talking about cars. Yeah, I was talking about cars. Yeah. Um, so the uh, and this this kid basically was just saying, oh, I've just had. I can't remember. It was over a million views on her video, and she then and she had then had twenty five thousand followers. Mm-hmm. She was like super excited, mm-hmm. and I was gutted for her because they like, done anything with it. Done nothing. Yeah. And I was like, you you suddenly you popped up. You got all this attention, and for whatever reason, it might have just been a. I didn't even see what it was about. Yeah. Right. But it's like there's very few occasions where you get a spike like yeah. that. And you need to be able to use it. You do, because so. I, I know, I, I could think just off the top of my head of three or four examples of the opposite, right. where I know someone that does very well for themselves and, and they've built a great business, um, but they've had a kind of element of luck, for want of a better word, um, where something has gone viral. Right. Um, and um, and they But they've used that, that's yeah. the key, 
to create everything else. So like Jenna Kutcher, for example, she's she's built... Um, What's Jenna Kutcher? Um, what was I about to say? Sorry. <laughs> she's built a million um, dollar business and she um, was originally in corporate America and then she was a photographer. Right. And her photographer, photography business does very well and then she's kind of made a name for herself as someone on Instagram and someone that teaches marketing strategies. She's got a podcast, very good podcast, um, called uh, Gold Digger. And um, and she's she's great, but one of the things that happened to her on her Instagram, which I think has, you know, upwards of a, a million or so followers, um, is that she's a she's a kind of biggish girl. She's yeah, not, yeah. not fat or anything. She's just kind of a, a curvy girl, um, and she's with a very kind of tall, athletic guy. Right. And the two of them were walking. Oh, I remember you saying yeah. he's hot. Apparently. Well, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> And the two of them were walking along the beach right. um, in, obviously, beachwear. She was in a swimsuit bikini or whatever, and he, he's in shorts. And somebody commented nastily something along the lines of, he's way out your league, or yeah, what are you yeah. doing with him, or something like that, which is obviously very upsetting. Um, but she posted off the back of that, maybe a blog, or I can't remember the exact details, like calling that out. I guarantee you it was probably a blog or something like that. So, something along yeah. those lines. And that in itself went viral, and, yeah. and she's kind of gained a huge amount and now she's she's a one of her um kind of topics as it were that she covers is body positivity right. for, for women um but there was an element of luck in the in, well, i mean it wasn't a nice thing for that to happen but for that to go viral yeah and then for her to recognize like i need to work on i need to make a, a point yeah. of this there was an, a, another podcast i listened to i can't even remember who the person is now but she had something um Actually, I can remember Rachel Peterson. Peter Peterson. Um, she's quite big on TikTok, actually. Right. Um, she did a post about because um, she'd been given a, an engagement ring, right. but it wasn't a giant rock, and and she was showing it, and people were going, oh. And she she did a post about why why does it have to be this great yeah, big yeah, blingy yeah. thing? I you know I'm perfectly happy with my engagement ring, and that got picked up. But right. again, she was ready for it. Yeah. And she's built like an empire off the back yeah. of of it, and so. I think it's it's important that these little elements of luck could happen to you at any any point, whether yeah. it's the press that pick it up or yeah. whatever it is. And you, you've got to have something to use to be ready with that. Well, you don't even need because they're like the extremes, right? Yeah. They're the they're the 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 fact that these people are in America and yeah. stuff like that, and we know about it coming yeah. from the UK shows how big their impact was yeah. in that space, right? So. But the reality is you have, in your business, you have little spikes that happen all the time that you should be capitalising on. Like when you send messages out and you do certain things, it's like, okay, you should definitely be tuning in to, okay, what are my analytics telling me? What are, and all of these platforms give you some kind of an analytics, right? They all tell you if your impression rates increased, if your engagement's increased, or, or your shares have increased or whatever it is. And if you're consistently stepping up every day and every week and every month, you'll see that fluctuate and then you'll start to recognize when a spike begins to happen. But you've got to take that traffic. You've got to take that, because they're all, the way, we, the, the analogy we use whenever we, or the, the language we use when we talk to our franchisees is they're marketing channels, right? Mm-hmm. You have lots, you should always have multiple channels set or up pillars. in your business or pillars, yeah. yeah. And, and they're, all, they're all feeding in stuff into your business. And, and every now and then one of them will just spike. But the yeah. idea is that you're creating awareness and then that awareness then goes to something else in your business. And you're basically taking them off one platform and moving them on to something else 
you bring them closer and closer and closer to where they go, I want to buy your product. Mm -hmm. And that's, so whatever channel you're using, social media or, or whatever it is, that's where these people really win. Yeah. Like those, they had this big spike, but they would have already had some understanding of how to convert, like exactly. a blog or whatever it is. It's like, yeah. okay, I've seen a spike over here and now my web traffic on the blog has done this. Right, what can I do, what piece of content, and how can I monetize this? Yeah, or, and they would be, I... they would have been perpetuating the, the, the growth as well, because yes. they would have taken, they wouldn't have just it, it's gone, oh great, they would have taken that content themselves and pushed yeah. it out on all of their other channels, probably yeah. said to their own immediate circle of friends and stuff, going, look, I'm on this, would you mind sharing it yeah. on yours? Each day it would have been, look guys, look, yesterday it went up by this, yeah, exactly. and it's just constantly driving yeah, that noise. exactly. And... Um, and that, don't get me wrong, the big, like, big, big viral success online is a bit of a lottery, right? It's mm -hmm. not, there, there's certainly things that you can do to increase your chances by choosing the right platform and by creating the right type of content. Um, but, uh, but the other thing is you don't necessarily need the, the massive, massive hits. You just need lots of little ones yes. and they make a massive change to your, your core business. Yes. There is some key elements that these, you say it's a lottery, and it is, but there are similarities with all of these viral content. So if you can include these things, you know, your chances are a lot higher. Um, okay. And one is video content over anything else. You're not yeah. going to really see um, particular virality with a, with a um, you know, word post. I don't think I've ever seen. I think that there's one, and I only know of this recently because I was looking for something myself, which was um, handling how to tell kids that Santa's, Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, of handling that as your kid gets older, that that kind of shift from from Santa to Santa not being real. Yeah. So I was kind of looking for a way of of explaining this, and there was a there was a written post that I think it was two thousand and twelve. Right. That this woman had written a letter to her daughter, and that right. that went viral. But but having said that, although that wasn't a video. Yeah, it's got all the other elements of it. It it, it was free content because that's one of yeah. the other elements, and it had that emotional connection. Yeah, and it solved a problem that parents face up and down the, the country, the world, everywhere. Yeah. You know, um, it is solved a common problem, um, which is what um other virality does. So I want to give the example of the Dollar Shave Club video. Do you remember that? Yeah, vaguely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. The Dollar Shave Club has done it extraordinarily well, and one of the reasons was their again two thousand and twelve, I think, um, their video, right. and um, it was a, a four thousand dollar video shot in one day, and um, but it has all these elements. So one, it's a video. Mm -hmm. um, two, it was it wasn't free, so free is normally a really good thing for reality. Everybody loves free. That's yeah. why the freemium model exists yeah. on software and free trials and all of that. But it was very low cost. Right. I think it, it's a dollar. <laughs> right. Okay. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's very low cost. So it, it was, it kind of had that free-ish element to it. Um, it, it took the hassle away. So you mm. used to go and buy these expensive razors. Yeah. All of a sudden you're being sent these razors. It was still good quality yeah. in the post every month without fail, without you needing to go anywhere and get it. So it kind of took away the hassle. Um, and it was the guy himself in the video. It, it was very kind of, it was amusing. It was um, it, it, it even though it wasn't user generated content because it was generated by the brand. It was very user feel like mm. they're walking through the factory. There's no like 
um, you know, studio lighting or anything like that. It was yeah. very kind of chilled and yeah, yeah. Um, and they were poking fun at the other brands. So you've got that humour element. So it's it's got all those elements of of a of, uh, which created this viral hit. Yeah. Um and um and making it easy. Uh, to share is the other thing you know don't make it hard for people to share don't yeah. have have all those shareable buttons on your links make it easy to download to embed yeah well things. yeah because people get because you use a platform you naturally have an affinity just to use that platform yeah. like with all your marketing and everything else and you can't do that just because again going back to tiktok it's yeah. like i personally am not somebody who would use tiktok very no. much but but and I've that, seen I'm I've my seen customer. A, yeah, I've seen a massive amount of Instagram videos that I I assumed were Instagram videos, but then you look in the top corner and it's got it's the TikTok, TikTok. logo. So yeah. they've, they've moved it across. Yeah. yeah, you're not your customer. Yeah. Is, is the key thing with that. I think it? that's one of the reasons that TikTok has been so successful because yeah. originally it was uh, well, it's timely again because it's video in in the kind of world that we're in at the moment where we're all locked down. But originally it was very much kind of aimed at the teens, late yeah. teens, early twenties market. But it's moving across, I think, because of the amount of shares that are coming across to the other platforms. A vast majority of the people that I see, and I don't know whether this is a targeting thing because I'm older, but a vast majority of the video creators that are on TikTok tend to be in their 20s and 30s. Mm. Like That's the most of the age range that I've yeah. seen in there. So if you're thinking of TikTok as being one of those platforms that are, oh, that's for the kids, yeah, it's not. Yeah. Well, well, it's starting not to be. I definitely yeah. think it started in that way. Um, but Whereas Facebook's moved up the age yes, range, right? Exactly. Facebook is 40s, 50s and above, yep. basically. And a lot of youngsters don't use TikTok, uh, don't, don't use Facebook at all. Yeah. They don't have a Facebook account um, or anything. Exactly. So. so that's, yeah, knowing your audience, knowing what, but even if you do promote it there, making it really easy to share like TikTok yeah. does um, so that so people can potentially get that variety and then the last thing is is just as a with the dollar shave club is is problem solving yeah if you can solve a problem for people then people will share that because it's just like oh yeah i had that problem here try these people and you don't need um like with the dollar shave uh example that you gave just then one of the things you said at the beginning of that is they spent it was a one-day ad that they spent four thousand dollars on and everything Mm -hmm. else and you might be thinking jesus christ four thousand dollars is my if I spend that in a year on marketing, that's a that's a big investment on my part, especially if I'm just starting out or whatever it is. You don't need to have flashy tech. You just if you you, you can the, the reality is you've got flashy tech in the fact that you have this mobile device that has these incredible apps on it that yeah. can take incredible images and video anyway. And the, well, and the, you've got to think that that was eight years ago. Yes. But now you can do the same. Th- thing as they did pretty much with your phone with your phone yeah. yeah and it's just but it's the structure of the content yeah. so i suppose that with all the marketing conversations that we've had so far and this definitely highlights that point it's it's about having a strategy like building a content strategy for your business and it doesn't matter what the business is but you you cannot live in this world and be in business and not be your own publisher and and you have if you if you're not a, if you're not acting like a publishing arm of your business, mm. then you're you're you'll either never grow mm. the business, um, or you'll leave a hell of a lot of money on the table. Yeah. So you have to have a publishing arm. There's no. It's one of the reasons why we do this podcast yeah. is and being completely honest is because that was the bit that we we know a lot of this stuff right. Yeah. We've 
we've read about it, we've experienced it ourselves in our own businesses and everything else, and we've watched other businesses flourish. And we, the penny dropped with us, and we were just like, we need to be our own publishers. Yeah. We need to be our own content publishers. Way better at that. Probably, like, over and above every other strategy in terms of, oh, you've got to have the right AdWords account, or you've got to have the right whatever it is, like yeah. magic strategy or SEO or, or whatever nonsense. Like, above all of that stuff has to be publishing content. Yeah. Because then that feeds into everything else. And if you it? can't do it yourself, I mean, um, we're fortunate that we have each other. We can yeah. we can have this kind of conversation between us. So it's not just one of us talking yeah. at the camera. And we literally do wake up and it's talking about <laughs> business, business all the way through to bedtime most of the time. But yeah. But the um, but the and so if you are on your own thinking, oh God, how, how do I how do where do I even start? You know, use the people around you. Use your um, your. If you've got a product for kids and you've got kids, use your kids. Use your your um, employees. Yeah. Use your customers. Yeah. Use your your peers. Um, you know, if you're in a, a wedding business, for example, yeah. where weddings are obviously very low key or, or closed at the moment, work with other other people that complement what you do in the yeah. wedding industry and build something together. Yeah. Um. Th- there's lots of ways that you can create content and if if none of that works for you use a content creator yeah um that's like the best investment that you could put into your business is having a, a content creator yeah and, and most businesses <laughs> yeah most businesses have either an element of seasonality or some kind of story behind them or like there's normally every day is often not the same there's mm-hmm. normally something that will change and so as such that lends itself to providing you content yeah so it's it's, and if you were to be, like, we're doing this in December of 2020, this is a great time to start looking at your calendar for next year and start thinking, well, okay, is it, would it be possible to be, for me to map out what kind of content I would have throughout the year? And if you're in the events industry, that's really blooming obvious, right? It's yeah. in terms of, we have wedding fair season in the, yeah. like, January through to March and and all this kind of stuff. So content will be led by that kind of stuff. So you 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 know your business and you know how to get that out there. And it's just that most of the time, most people choose not to step up and create mm-hmm. it. It's almost like people feel like viral content is a lottery. Mm-hmm. Content creation is for marketers. Mm-hmm. And they kind of opt out. They just yeah. they, they it's like, that's not for me. My bit is building this widget. Yeah, it's like it is. For, it's for everybody. It has to be for everybody. Yeah, yeah, it? yeah, absolutely. Um, so another thing you can do with kind of um word of mouth, and you touched on it a bit there with the seasonality, is to have some some form of trigger. Right. Um, and this is talked about in the book uh, Contagious by um Jonah Berger. I think it's how you say it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is um Contagious: Why Things Catch On. Right. Um, and he he he, he the book talks about lots of studies and stories as mm-hmm. to why why you have this kind of craze with some things and not with others Um, and one of the things is a a trigger so is there something that you can um, associate your business to uh, in an environmental sense so it might be a certain smell um, that reminds people of your business or I mean we we had a franchisee didn't we who when we 
we teach our franchisees to kind of think outside the box with their yeah. with their marketing um and things like lumpy mail you know sending stuff in the post and she um took hand cream round do you remember uh, yeah. to um yeah to some of the event planners because yeah. she realized that most of them were kind of young 20 somethings yeah uh, it was female, winter 20 yeah. things, somethings. and so she she took some hand cream around and, and her, her theory was every time they use this hand cream yeah they think of her yeah um so that that's that's a great trigger um if you're, uh, you know, like I said about the Christmas songs, earlier, yeah. you, you hear Christmas songs and it immediately you remember, I don't know, the school disco you, you yeah. were There's at. There's an association with, yeah, with it. With yeah, what, right. you, what you see, what you smell, what you hear. If you can have some kind of environmental trigger yeah. to your business... That, that can really help with like a word of mouth thing because you could just be walking the dog with your friend yeah. and you'll see something oh, and it reminds you and then you share that story. Yeah, well, yeah, and that's uh, like we did that with Message Muffins. Do you remember yeah. that? There's a great company. I think they're based in the UK. They're Dorset, yeah. They're mm-hmm. in Dorset and they're called Message Muffins. And what we would do is we realised that... Um, Oh, sorry, just to say before I say this little story, the virality doesn't need to... Just to recap, virality doesn't need to be some massive aspect of online awareness it can just be as you a local out, campaign yeah local virality yeah. where people are talking about you in your industry perhaps or yeah. or within your community um so and that's and we use that philosophy and thinking with message muffins who don't sponsor this by the way but um who are great because what they do is you identify what your who your target is right who you want to like say thank you to or build a relationship with or whatever and what we realised is some of the offices that we were speaking with in the events industry were filled with 20-somethings mm-hmm. who were on the phone all day, drinking coffee all day, and just run ragged, right? Mm-hmm. They were just literally trying to either manage events, manage logistics, just like from morning till evening, they were rushed off their feet. Mm-hmm. And and we were like, well, the last thing they want to know about us is us ringing every day going... Hi, we're Smiley Booth. Hi, we're Smiley Booth. And they'll be like, okay, look, I've got a million and one things to do. So what we did is we contacted Message Muffins yeah. and we said, right, such such an office, can you send them a big box of muffins, right? Yeah. And, and, like, and they're all homemade and, yeah. they're, and they come in this like handcrafted box. And we would send just randomly, no warning to the company at all, mm-hmm. would we? And we just send that, that into the offices. And of course, you've got this office full of staff. And then they'd get this box, they'd open it and they'd all be like, who on earth has sent this? And it would have, yeah. with thanks from Smiley Booth, and they'd all be talking about it, and then sure enough, we'd be getting these messages back from the team, yeah. wouldn't we, saying, can't believe you guys sent us this, this is amazing. Yeah. And and so that created its own re- start of relationship and vi- like yeah. viral environment about Smiley Booth. Within the company. That yeah. whole office was talking about Smiley Booth yeah. for days. Yeah. And from one, one investment. Well, the other thing we used to do at hotels um, whenever, and we'd always encourage our franchisees to do it as well, and our staff before we had franchises, um, was when they're at an event in a hotel, either at the very beginning of the night before mm. um, before the photo booth kind of opened, as it were, or at the very end of the night just yeah. before they pack up, get the staff in. Yeah. Get the staff to have a free picture. Give out as many copies as you want because yeah. you knew that those pictures were going to go up on the staff boards and, yeah. and like, you know, behind the reception desk or whatever it was because they were a fun picture. And then, of course, somebody says, oh, we want to have a photo booth, Smiley Booth. Yeah, away. there is. There's a picture. It's got Smiley Booth yeah, written on exactly. it. It's, and it's their team. Yeah. It's, yeah, creating... That's... That's the beauty of the, the, the viral idea, isn't it? Just creating, it? Yeah. Uh, you know, 
it's called word of mouth for a reason it's yeah. creating something that would be talked about i yeah. remember when i was a kid i don't know if i've ever told you this story but um my uh my nan lived in in barking a little bit long way away from about half an hour or so or whatever in the car from where we lived and there was a big shopping center there and right. my mum and i had gone to visit my nan and we'd um we were in the shopping center buying some bits and pieces for her or whatever and we came down the escalator and there was this big kind of um just circle of people and something obviously going on we didn't know, couldn't see what was going on and it turned out it was tony hart you remember tony hart is he the artist yeah. guy? right yeah. okay yeah and he was just drawing quick sketches and then auctioning them and right. i don't know what for um like because he what... wanted a new car <laughs> <laughs> i was obviously probably a charity initiative or whatever i don't i don't remember what it was for right. but um but he drew this like quick picture of um of a i think it was a, a fish or a prawn or something like that i can't remember what it was um in detail but it, it was almost it was a squiggle really that was right. kind of what it was known for it wasn't yeah. you know like really detailed or anything and then he'd signed it and my mum started bidding for it and and i was just like well, what's going on and i i genuinely couldn't understand what she was doing because you know yeah. it was in the kind of hundreds yeah and it was just this squiggle and um and i was just like what's she doing but my parents had a fish restaurant yeah and they wanted to put it up on the wall in the fish restaurant and even though i thought it sorry tony hart deceased tony hart but yeah. I it, looked, yeah it wasn't amazing um but they wanted that talking point yeah because it had his signature they wanted people when they were in the restaurant to be going oh look tony hart drew yeah, that. yeah, yeah. um and it because it would create that kind of word of mouth yeah and um and and she she got it and they did put it up and that's exactly what it did so you you want to create talking points about your business oh yeah you see it all the time when you yeah. start becoming aware of like what like this kind of idea of little random moments yeah. like that you start it's like there's a reason why rolls royce has the umbrella in the door you know it's yeah it's not just a convenience thing it's like that was they became known for this umbrella in the door yeah. it, that's the talking yeah, point yeah, right yeah. it was like they the hub where it does uh, on the wheel hubcaps on the wheels where the rr doesn't doesn't move yeah there's no need for them to do stuff no. like that. There's like when they build this beautiful car that cost an enormous amount of money, they didn't have to do those things, but they know that people will talk about it. Well, people. as well as talking about it and word of mouth, you'll also at the same time breed loyalty yeah. um, with, with your customers as well. Just I was just thinking about tiny little things like um, the contact lenses you receive each month. Yeah. They always send a little packet of sweets, don't yes. they? Yes, yeah, randomly. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, you would never associate contact lenses and sweets yeah. but I we, you normally give them to the kids and it's yeah. just a nice little thing that they they do every time you receive your contact lenses yeah so just just adding these little touches that can can create either loyalty or talk about or in an ideal world both yeah um is is so powerful and makes you stand out amongst the others and in talking about standing out this is what I heard the other day or I'm sorry I read on Marie Folio's podcast not podcast blog get my words out in a minute there is more information created at the moment in two days, this just blows my mind, in two days, than from the dawn of time to 2003. Really? Isn't that <laughs> unbelievable? I've got to say it again. There is more information in two days created than from the dawn of time up to 2003. That's ridiculous. And, and people wonder why they struggle to get their message out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that just highlights the point, Doesn't right? It? If you're... If you're one of those people listening and watching this right now and you are either starting a business or in business and the last time you posted about your business or did any content creation for your business was last week yeah, or just yesterday and you did it once, yeah, then 
don't expect anything. No. Don't... And I'm not saying it's not hard, because it is. I mean, I'm 100% guilty with Say It at the moment. We've been, uh, like, full-on um, speaking to, to care homes and trying to get in the press. I haven't posted for a week on social yeah. media, yeah. on that business. I have on our other stuff. Um, and so it is hard. Well, and Smiley Booth. Yeah. It's like, like we yeah, manage Smiley the content booth, for Smiley Booth, yeah. and it's, it's so easy to just drop stuff. Yeah. And because... That's the problem with content yeah. creation. Nobody turns around to you on a Monday and says, why didn't you post yesterday no, or, exactly. or last week? And it's it can the... feel very um, unrewarding, because especially yeah, with platforms like Facebook, when you don't get any interaction or any traction. Yeah. But it is so important. and You have to schedule time every day. And, the, and as I said at, at the beginning, the more you do it, the easier. So one of the reasons Smiley Booth dropped completely in terms of our uh, putting content on Facebook yeah. was because obviously we haven't got the content at the moment because we're not doing the events because yeah. everything's paused. So it requires a, quite a lot of thought on our part as yeah. to what are we going to post. But I can guarantee once we've given it that thought and we're posting, we'll be back in that... Rhythm. In, yes, rhythm. That's a good word for it. Yeah, and so, that's, well, that's one of the reasons why we're on episode 40 of the podcast, yeah. right? We, it's because we basically said, right, this time of day, every day, that's what we do. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what else is happening in the day. It no. doesn't matter how busy we are. We have to step up and do this thing. And people make a big deal about content creation and uh, in the, oh, it's hard. And uh, like I, used, I remember when you went down the rabbit hole with Instagram years ago mm-hmm. and you were like, right, we need to raise a profile through mm-hmm. Instagram and build audiences. And you worked really hard. Uh, and we brought a team in as well to build those audiences mm-hmm. for Instagram. And I remember how all-consuming just yeah. doing a couple of posts a day ended yeah. up being. And, I mean, now that seems silly, right? Now yeah, it's just yeah. like, because now you realise that, yes, there has to be quality of content, definitely. You can't just post anything, but don't, it doesn't have to be perfect. No. It's the consistency and volume that actually is as equally important, yeah. isn't it? And so, it can be quite enjoyable as well. When, yeah. you, when you kind of get over the the kind of almost ego about it as like nobody's listening or, or whatever it is um you know a lot of business owners um small business owners are in business because they're creative yeah. you know that they've created a product or a service and and uh, they're good at what they do so transferring that into content is yeah. actually quite enjoyable yeah um, so if you can kind of think of it from that point of view it, it does make it of a less laborious task it does well and also <laughs> you need to get feedback loops with your with the work that you're doing i think there are a lot of the reasons why most people quit and they quit way too early on everything is because they haven't got anything telling them whether they're progressing or not. Mm. So they just have a they just go by a feeling they have, mm. and um, so it might be oh I didn't get any likes for the last however long or my or, or whatever it is. You have to before you post content or if you start posting content, understand the analytics and understand how to read the analytics. So okay, well what do impressions actually mean? What does reach yeah. actually mean? And and then. Instead, don't look at things in 30 days or six months or any nonsense like that. I, I personally, one of the ways that I find it easier to manage this whole thing with our businesses and, and with the podcast is I look at the seven-day bracket. And the great thing about the, 11, uh, the uh, analytics piece is when you look at seven days, it just it always gives you the previous, compared to the previous seven days. Mm-hmm. And providing you're going green, my metric is if it's green yeah. each each week where it's saying, okay, you have, you're done, you've done, I don't care if it's 1% more than last week. Yeah. 
you know, is it, then I know we've done an okay job. Well, also, know? it's it's a, it's about the incremental changes in growth, like you're saying there, and also we've said on previous podcasts, because in that kind of window, you'll, you'll see which posts are better. Yeah, yeah. And even though if that's literally like one got three likes and one got two likes, yes. you know, that content is, you know, fractionally better than that content. So create more of that. Yeah. And then that means like next week you'll be creating more of that and then something else will be a couple of likes more than something yeah. else. And you're slowly, slowly, slowly getting better. Well, all sometimes the time. you don't even get likes, right? Yeah. It's very common for people to, I mean, I'm probably one of them, yeah, where I, I will too. consume a lot of content. Yeah, I, but I will never give that person any acknowledgement I like what they did, but I will like what they did. Yeah. So that's why... Um, understanding the analytics is really important. Don't judge the value of what you're giving by likes. It's not likes, it's it's engagement is the, the key metric mm. for most of it. And engagement is often, did someone actually click on it? Did they what? Did they press play? Yeah. And, um, and what you should see is, especially on platforms like Facebook and so on, hopefully week in, week out, you'll either see a consistent amount of engagement each week and that just slowly starting to grow yeah and it takes a long time yeah. i mean we're 40 days in on the podcast and the needle barely moves yeah you know but it is moving but just tiny tiny amounts yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes there's a little lift and then it goes back to it and yeah. it's tiny tiny moves but you have to be patient and consistent yeah with it, yeah? yeah and then absolutely. every now and then something will run yeah and it, it, but and you have to be prepared, like yeah. we've discussed. So. And and one of the other points is is not to kind of sit on the fence. Your mm. your um, yeah. your content on anything, whether it's blogs or videos, like we've talked about, um, or anything, you you need to kind of create a stance. And yeah. as we've talked about on previous podcasts, not care about whether some people don't like that. I mean, if anything, you're looking to polarize people. Well, um, yeah, careful, but yeah, 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 yeah. But you you are because you're looking to create your fans and you're not yeah. going to create any raving fans about your business if you're mediocre, lukewarm, sitting yeah. on the fence, neutral, all of yeah. these don't try and, <laughs> Yeah, don't please try and please everyone. Yeah, Just exactly. be you, be what you rep, what your company represents, what you're bringing to the table um, and yeah, be honest yeah. with it. Don't, yeah, you're right. If you, because if you try and be, and that's the same with everything in your business, if it's whatever you're trying to do, if you, if you try and, be everything to all people. You'll be nothing to nobody. Yeah, so. So stand by what you believe and be and be bold. Um, and I, and I don't mean in that in terms of like, um, you know, bold for bold sake. In terms of you're you're trying to you throw out inflammatory statements or whatever just to kind of get the because people will see through that. Yeah. Um. But but don't be afraid to to have an opinion and to have a a stance and and be that. Be that stance, be yeah. that, be those values, be that personality within your business because that's actually what people like. They're looking for something that they want to stand with. Yeah. Um. And and if you're just this wishy washy, nothing to nobody, then yeah. you're not going to get any kind of traction at all. Yeah. Yeah. Completely agree. You and you will upset people yeah. just because you you and it might not be for anything that you've said and we've said this in previous episodes. It might just be because what they think you represent like in their minds, and they just want to punch bag. But it, the reality is if, if you're in business or you're wanting to be in business, the, the, you are opting to be outside of the herd. Yeah. You're opting to stand apart and to be independent and strive to build something of value. Um, so you, uh, just just the act of doing that will annoy people. Mm -hmm. um, but like tough. <laughs> it's like that's life you know yes yeah. 
Oh, and the last thing is, um, what can you do that kind of stands out? Well, it sounds obvious, but stands out amongst your business in, in just tiny detail. Um, so, for example, in, in the book I mentioned, um, Contagious, Why Things Catch On, um, he talks about um, a upscale um, uh, bar, uh, cocktail bar. Right. Um, I think it's in his in his hometown. And you go in there and you, you can't get like a beer or, or a you know, vodka and coke or something. It's all like very like elderflower this and, right. um, you know, all, all sorts of like chrysanthemum that and they like yeah. some really really high-end kind of uh, things but there's still others out there that are the same and and how do they kind of really shout about it so they've got three different types of ice right. and they're known for their three different types of ice and okay and people go there to experience that because they're like ice is ice how can yeah, you possibly yeah. have three different types so and that's that's what they're known for people go specifically to learn about what three different types of ice are those people um, need to get alive <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's again creating that talking point yes creating that, well we're talking about it now exactly right? creating that differentiator and and it, I, I thought well, what have i seen that's that's kind of similar to that and i i remember when i was in the states in my teens, no, not in my teens, my early 20s, I think it was just before I met you, um, and I'd, I'd gone um, to the States and I, I'd uh, gone to a chain of um, luxury bed and breakfasts yeah. in the area of kind of uh, New England, so like around Boston kind of area. And um, and what was unique about these, I mean, they were just, just bed and breakfast at the end right. of the day, but what made these really unique is they were extremely luxurious to start with. Um, but they had all these kind of um, things that, again, as we coming back to the beginning, made you feel special. Yeah. So they had a pillow menu. <laughs> so you you would choose your pillow okay. for the night. I actually wouldn't know how to choose a no, pillow. Well, you could yeah. try a different thing. You know, if they're there for a few nights, you can try these different types of pillow. Right. Um, and so you would choose your pillow right. that would be brought to you. They had a water menu. So you would right. choose your... And that's how I discovered Fiji water. Oh, um, and you you, uh, you would choose the different waters that you wanted. There was all these little touches that they had that, that made you feel special. Yeah. Um, and, and as I say, it was it, essentially they were they were old kind of like Tudor houses yeah. that they created into very small B&Bs, like only like five or six rooms in each one. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I've in fact, I've said to you several times, seven hours, I was like, wherever we're in that era, we have to stay at one yeah, of those yeah, places because yeah. they were just so unique. Well, you don't even need to... That's a really good example because that's just reminded me of um, uh, the E-Myth Revisited book. Mm -hmm. And so you might be thinking, well, how on earth do I create something entirely unique with my widget that I'm selling? Because it just... I don't know. It might be a spanner. It's like, how can I... What the hell do I do with a spanner? It it might just be the experience of purchasing the spanner from you. So in E-Myth... Revisited, which is a great book, which I highly recommend for any small business owner uh, to read. But he talks about how he goes to a B and B or some like kind of hotel. Oh yes, yeah, I remember now. And all they do, the the differentiator is they made sure that they kept a record of who he was, mm-hmm. like and some fact about his background, mm-hmm. so that when he went back, they went out of their way to point that out to him, yeah. like to. To communicate, like not just like, oh, we happen to know this about you. It's well, it's, like, no, it was like things like it was the wine he liked, the newspaper he had. Yes. So that when he went back, it was like, do you would you still like the whatever the newspaper was called? And he's like, oh, oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, and it was, and they had little personal facts about him as yeah. well that were into, like that they commented on. Yeah. So it so his so the reason why they were mentioned in the book is because he was like. He immediately felt an affinity with that that hotel over everybody else. Mm-hmm. He immediately felt like he had a stronger relationship with those people 
and that business than any other business. Well, it's like the, it would always go the, their own. Um, cheers adage, isn't it? Like, you know, you know, the barman knowing your name. Yes. It's, it, it, again, it's like creating that feeling of you, you feel special. Yeah. You feel like you're not a number. Yeah. Um, and therefore you want to share that experience with other people. Yeah. And so, yeah. So you don't necessarily need to change your product. You might just need to change the way you communicate with your customers to create that viral... Well, not even change, but just improve. Improve it, yeah. yeah. So when you're in conversation, like, because they didn't... It, that's the great thing about that book, because what they didn't do is hand him a questionnaire, right, and say, can you just answer these questions? It was... They were trained to have a conversation with him, but within that conversation, yeah. ask for very specific things as part of the conversation, yeah. which they then later made note, but made no... He, they gave him no acknowledgement that no. they were doing that and that's something that you should definitely think about within your own businesses How especially do... if you're a small local business that's oh, your power yeah. over the over the big, over the big guys that automate yeah. everything and yeah. all this kind of stuff yeah it's that that's it's funny isn't it how it goes full circle isn't yeah it? yeah but yeah that you can outmaneuver the big boys just by building personal relationships. Well, I think by the, a you say yeah, it's funny how it goes full circle, but I think that the world has become so impersonal yes. that we're all craving the personal now. Yeah, um, and that's why people are kind of returning to the small brands, yeah. to the the local shop or whatever yeah. it is, because they they want that personal connection that yeah. they're not getting from other people. Yeah, because yeah. that, that's as 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 successful as Amazon is, and obviously I'm never going to knock it, 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 that's what it hasn't got. Exactly. Um, yeah. And so that's what you can use in your business. Yeah, there's only so far price can go. Yeah. Right, before people start realising, actually, I, I much prefer the relationship I've got with a local butcher or yeah. whatever it is than, than the discount sale. Well, it's something that they can never do. You know, you can try and um, be a good value, good price. You can try and build convenience into your business. You can try and do all of these things and hopefully succeed. But yeah. it's something that the giants can never do yeah. is create that that personal uh, touch yeah. that you can. So it's, it's definitely a huge advantage. And it, Yeah, and uh, it's a bit off track, but that's also understanding your like objectives as to why you're going into business. Mm-hmm. You can create a serious amount of, freedom and wealth in your life and never be a massive player in business no. right you don't need it you no. don't, like we, we've been fed spoon fed this idea because of social media and everything else that you have to have the only way to make dramatic changes in your life and be able to have the toys that you want to do and the quality of life for your yeah. family is you have to be the next amazon or you have to be the next billionaire by the time you're 30 yeah you don't need any of that yeah. it's that's just that's glossy magazine nonsense. The, the reality is, you if you really look at the numbers and you think, well, how much money do I really need in my life consistently bringing in? Mm-hmm. And how much freedom would I like off the back of that? And if you actually scrutinise those numbers, mm. they're nowhere near any of the numbers. Mm. We, we've constantly said that when we business planned, where we've gone, wow, if we hit this target and we make this, that'll change our lives. And then yeah. we've gone, what does that work out of the year? And it's like, oh, it's that figure. Yeah. It's like, it's way smaller, well, isn't it? I than... heard um, a few a few years ago. I think it was Martin Norbury that, that told us he's a, a business, business coach, coach isn't yeah. he? That, and and he was. I think he said something like ten grand a month, um, disposable. Yeah. So fair enough. That is disposable. Your bills and everything are covered yeah. beyond that. But ten grand a month, and you can live like a king. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And if you think about that, that's not actually that much. Yeah. Well, in. <laughs> And you might be thinking, Jesus Christ, if I had 10 grand a month disposable, that's, that's the world. But if you're listening to this you're, you've, or watching this, you've no doubt consumed other content of the guy that's just driving around in a, in a 
Lamborghini somewhere or something or, you've, or, or some other person that's talking about becoming multi-millions. 10 grand a month is 120 grand a year. Yeah, it's... It's nowhere near a million, right? Yeah, it's, it's, and he's right. Like, 10 grand a month. Because you won't spend 10 grand no. a month. You try quite hard. Yeah. You might You might for the first couple of months go nuts. <laughs> yeah. But after that, and you've got your big TV and you've got yeah. everything else. That starts to stack up. It does, so, yeah. It's... Yeah, so, yeah, incremental changes in your business... Don't necessarily that have a bit can have a big impact and creating some kind of viral aspect and viral virality comes with adding value. Yeah, uh, fundamentally, doesn't it? Yeah. And so, uh, just to recap some of these points because we've talked about a lot today. So, making your customers feel special is is a kind of number one. Really, I think that all of these kind of um, feed into uh, giving some kind of trigger to to have people talking about your business, remembering from a, a smell or a sight or a or a sound. Um, uh, what sorry give me some kind of differentiator so like the ice yeah. uh, for that business or, or your pillow menu or whatever it is um, and then to create um, in terms of actually viral content um, you're looking at video is the easiest yeah. way to do that because it's it's immediately more uh, connective and emotive than any other form of, uh, of content if you can make something free um, or at least very very low cost yeah. again that's, that's much more likely to be shared Make it easy to be shared. If, if you've created this fantastic piece of content and nobody can download it or share it, then yeah. you've kind of wasted your, your time in that. User content, you know, user-generated content, your customers, your staff, behind the scenes. People want to see the real. Um, yeah, they don't stuff. want glossy marketing. No. That, doesn't, that generally doesn't trigger any virality no, at all. No, yeah. exactly. Um, and, and problem solving. Um, you know, another example of that is um, fidget spinners. Yeah. They they were originally created to to solve a problem for kids with ADHD in classes, yeah. and then they just they just went crazy. Yeah. Um, so solving some some kind of um problem solving or or key timing for something. So they're they're great um points of making a, a viral video. Um, if you can have uh, and then the last thing is to have um a way of capitalizing on that like we've spoken to make sure you're ready for if something does go viral. But also um one thing I quickly that I haven't mentioned is sequels. Yeah. So um, it may be that one piece goes viral or it doesn't go viral. It just, just does well. But having something that you can then back that up with that's, yeah. that's linked. Yeah. So like a sequel of, of kind of videos, which is why podcasts work so well, because you can keep building on a topic or yeah. building on a theme um, is, is a great way for people to kind of find you and find your content and share other things. Yeah, yeah. Well. Cool. So there we go. That's contagious in a good way. <laughs> Viral in a good way, marketing. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. And that's episode 40. So have a good day all. Bye. Bye. <laughs>